Good morning. Please open a Bible once again to Matthew 13. This is the fifth and final week in the parable of the sower, a parable of Jesus, stories by the great conversationalist. Please open a Bible in front of you, in your pew, from home, your tablet, your phone, whatever you have to Matthew chapter 13 so that you can follow along. We continue to look to the teachings of Jesus to be changed by the great conversationalist, the great storyteller, the one with all wisdom and truth for life and kingdom living. And we look to have kingdom living as we hear, understand, and proclaim the word of God both within our lives and others. The big idea of today's message is this. The soil, the seed is planted in, will determine the likelihood of its livelihood. However, we have a part to play in the soil that we will be. Let me say that once again, the soil the seed is planted in will determine the likelihood of its livelihood. However, we have a part to play in the soil that we will be. But before we look to our part, we must also recognize that no matter how much desire we have for or effort we put out for understanding the word of God, we must have the Holy Spirit's help in conditioning our lives for the understanding that we need. Paul made this clear in 1 Corinthians 2, 14, saying, The person without the Spirit does not accept the things that come from the Spirit of God, but considers them foolishness and cannot understand them because they are discerned only through the Spirit. Let's open in prayer, asking the Spirit of God to help us in understanding and applying the Word of God today. Lord, we thank you for the glorious, glorious opportunity we have to come before you in fellowship now, at home And here in the present, Lord, we just pray for you to help us in understanding your word. Help us in applying your word. Thank you for the word. And may we receive great blessings through studying it now. Amen. Let us read from Matthew 13 now, the parable of the sower. Please follow along in your Bibles. Verse 1, that same day Jesus went out of the house and sat beside the sea, and great crowds gathered about him, so that he got into a boat and sat down. And the whole crowd stood on the beach, and he told them many things in parables, saying, A sower went out to sow, and as he sowed, some seeds fell along the path, and the birds came and devoured them. Now shortly after reading, we'll have a quick summary of where we've been, but you're not going to get all of it today. This has been a five-week series on the parable of the sower. So if you've missed something, if something makes, doesn't make sense, I encourage you to go back and listen to the previous messages on YouTube or on my podcast channel. Let's continue reading. And as he sowed, some seeds fell along the path, and the birds came and devoured them. Verse 5, other seeds fell on rocky ground where they did not have much soil. And immediately they sprang up since they had no depths of soil. But when the sun rose, they were scorched, and since they had no root, they withered away. Other seeds fell among thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked them. And verse 8, other seeds fell on good soil and produced grain, some a hundredfold, some sixty, some thirty. He who has ears, let him hear. Skipping forward once again, we see in verse 23, Jesus explains... As for what was sown on good soil, what we speak of today, this is the one who hears the word and understands the word. He indeed bears fruit and yields, in one case 100-fold, in another 60, and in another 30. 
We have been seeing that this story from Jesus in the soils illustrates and describes four different responses to the word of God. The message of Jesus, of kingdom living, and of the kingdom of heaven. Those who hear and those who do not hear. We have a parable of the soils helping us to see our receptiveness to the word of God and our receptiveness to Jesus and his kingdom and kingdom living. Those who will not allow it to grow within them and through them and out of them. And finally, the one who does. One final time, we look to the parable of the sower. And as I told you, we'd have a short summary. I say we have seen the soil condition of the seed on the path. The hard trampled down path where the seed is not even able to start to dig in roots. The ground is hard. The heart is hard. Impenetrable. Never to give God the time of day. Never to come to salvation. And they are carried away by Satan. Never to have true salvation. We have seen the rocks with shallow soil. This soil allows the seed, the word of God, and good news of the gospel of Jesus and his eternal kingdom to start to grow. But tragically, the roots never grow deep and will be ripped out of the ground when troubles come. And then last week, we have seen thorny, weedy soil, one full of distractions, overly crowded with worldly riches, desires of the flesh, lust of the world, and worries, concerns, all of which take away from one being 100% surrendered to Christ. These things of the world seem to hold more control over them than the word of God, Jesus, and his kingdom. And these people are choked away from the kingdom of God because of having too much in their life. And all of these things get in the way of their life with God and of kingdom living. They have no life-giving oxygen to survive as they're choked away from the life giver. We have seen that three out of the four soils are bad soils. And if you do not recognize this and move from that bad soil to the good soil, you will not have salvation. Three of the soil conditions reflect heart conditions of people who will never truly hear and understand the word of God, the good news of the saving grace and work of Jesus. They will not be saved. Sure, they followed Jesus for a while, but so did the crowds in Jesus' time. They followed him for the miracles, the great displays of wonder, for what they could get from him in the, pl- in the present of the flesh. But they did not seek him for spiritual truth and righteousness. Today, we focus on the final soil, the good soil. And good soil is one which hears. Good soil is one which hears, understands, and proclaims the word of God, the good news of Jesus' work on the cross, kingdom living, and the kingdom of heaven. This good soil produces fruit, which is visible and beneficial to God, oneself, and others. If you're taking notes, I encourage you to write that down. Good soil is one which hears, understands, and proclaims the word of God, the good news of Jesus' work on the cross, kingdom living, and kingdom of heaven. And this good soil produces fruit, which is visible and beneficial to God, oneself, and others. You must have all three parts. The first thing we see about a good heart, good soil, one that is saved, is that it hears and understands the word of God. To be fruitful, to produce grain, to be a disciple and follower of Christ as Lord and Savior, one must hear and understand. It's not just about hearing in one ear and letting it out the other. You must apply it to your life. You must understand. And as we said earlier, to truly understand 
you must have the spirit of God's help. We must plead for him to, Lord, please help me. Forgive me of my sins. Help me to move away from them, to turn 180 degrees in the opposite direction. We need the Spirit's help to lead us into salvation and to understand the Word of God. But I also said earlier that we have a part to to play in this. To be a disciple and follower of Christ, you must first ask the Holy Spirit of God to come into your life, repent of your sins, ask forgiveness of God for your actions. This part is yours You need to do it because we are sinners. All people are sinners. But God sent his son Jesus so that we might have life. Follow after him. You are not good soil if you're not following Jesus. Next, to hear and understand also means that you yield. It's not enough just to hear and to understand the word, but you must yield to the word. You must yield, submit to God's way of righteous living. In fact, one should always desire and thirst for more spiritual understanding and righteousness. As Matthew 5, 6 says, Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. The more we desire, the more we seek this, the more we will be filled, the more we will be blessed, the more we will look like him. More on that in a bit. When Jesus said, hear my words, or those who have ears, let them hear. He's not just saying to listen up. Although this is true also, when Jesus speaks, you must listen. But he was saying to obey. Hear my words. Yield. Obey them. Follow it. Yield to it. We all have a part to play here. Your actions help to determine what soil you remain in. Yes, it's true that some will never come to follow Jesus as Lord and Savior. But God gives opportunity to have a restored relationship with him through his Son. But we must yield, submit, surrender to this new way of living, one with the Lord and Savior. Jesus says those who have ears hear, and he wants the crowds to listen, to hear, to understand, and to come to him. He desires a relationship with all of them. He desires them all to follow him. But we know that some will not. And this story tells us about those who will hear and those who are not. Those who have the ability to understand already even more need to listen up and obey. Have continual obedience. But if you do not understand, it's okay to seek Jesus. Even his disciples came to him after this parable was spoken and said, Jesus, we do not understand. Explain why you speak in parables. Explain the meaning. A good soil, a good heart does whatever is needed to grow as intended by its purpose. Think of the trees in the forest, which when they cannot see the sun or get what they need from the sun and the clouds and the rain, they grow in some crazy directions, winding their their stump, winding their branches around other trees, just so they can do whatever they can to get the sun they need. What are we willing to do to get to the Son of God? We may not always understand what's happening, but we should do whatever it takes to get to him and ask for help, listen, and obey. Even when it's hard, even when you don't know why, listen and obey. To have good soil, we must plow the field. We must remove the rocks. We must prune out the weeds, cut them out, get them out of your life. When life gets hard and our hearts feel like they're being hardened like stone due to persecution, struggles, or hardships... Ask God to help you through. Seek him as a refuge from the storm. Seek his provisions and be filled. 
When you start to recognize that you are choking God out of your heart and your heart has become hard due to worldly pleasures or concerns filling the spot that he should be in. When your life has become overly crowded and God seems lost to you, seek God and pray to him. Ask him to help you to navigate this life, to map out your priorities, to free up the soil for the word of God to grow within you. Psalm 119, verse 18, Psalm 119, verse 18 tells us, To open my eyes, I might see wonderful things from your law. We should ask God to open our eyes, too, that we might see wonderful things from the law. He wants to protect you from this world, but we must follow him. But do not stop here. Yes, these are ways to find good soil and to keep good soil. But there's so much more to it and more than we could ever come, we could ever discuss today. But Jesus does explain later in verse 23 a little bit more. As for what was sown on good soil, this is the one who hears the word and understands it. He indeed bears fruit and yields. In one case, 100 fold. In another case, 60. And in another, 30. Brings me to our next point. Be fruitful. Disciples of Jesus must be fruitful. We must be fruitful. John 15, 2-4 reminds us that every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes that it may bear more fruit. Already you're clean because of the world that I've spoken to you, the words I've spoken to you. Abide in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. You see, being fruitful looks different for different people. As we see, some will produce, will yield 100-fold, and another 60, and another 30. But all believers are to be fruitful. Not all believers are equally fruitful, but all are to be fruitful. What does this mean to be fruitful? Well, let's look at what we've seen thus far. First, you must be in him. Second, you must be submissive to his pruning. Third, you must be abiding in him, staying connected to him and living according to him. Abiding in him means that tribulations, persecutions, troubles, worries, wealth, personal desires, none of these things detour from God and the study of God. And following after him being the number one priority. Unlike the stony ground, the thorny ground, the pathway, none of these things would take God away from you because you continue to seek him first. You see, to be fruitful is to be radically different than the world. We're not shaped by the world. world. We're not deterred from the world's happenings. We are shaped by God. But you must not look different than him. Yes, it's good to be different than the world, but don't be different than him. Don't be different than what his word tells you to be. 100-fold, 60-fold, 30-fold are all miraculous yields, but they happen because of Christ being within you and him pruning you constantly. It's great yields, supernatural yields, which the indwelling of the Holy Spirit and kingdom living empowers you for. You have a character which does not look like anything worldly, but godly. You see, you have gone from death to life, Ephesians 2, 1 to 10. You are are transferred from the kingdom of darkness 
to the kingdom of light, Colossians 1.13. You are a new creation in Christ, 2 Corinthians 5.17. That will be conformed to the image of Christ, Romans 8.29. And your purpose in life is changed from seeking your own kingdom to seeking God's kingdom, 2 Peter 1.10 and 22. You see, our life is different, and we are to be radically different than the world. It's okay to be radically different. In fact, We must live radically different lives than those around you because you are different and this world needs to see this difference. They need to notice this difference. As Matthew reminds us, Matthew 5, be salt and light and have good works which glorify God. But notice that last part, which glorify God. Be sure your difference glorifies God. Good soil has godly character. Galatians 5, 22 to 23 list this character be one, to be one of love, joy, peace, patience, long-suffering, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. These are gifts. These are the fruit of the Holy Spirit's indwelling, and people should see these godly characteristics in our everyday lives. This is what it means to be fruitful and to yield. This fruit is in direct contrast to those who do not hear As they do not understand and they do not have these things, Christians are to be different. And Galatians 5, 13 to 17 goes on and tells us more about living by godly character. As he says, for you were called to freedom, brothers. Only do not use your freedom as an opportunity for the flesh, but through love serve one another. For the whole law is fulfilled in one word. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. But if you bite and devour one another, watch out that you are not consumed by one another. Then we see the opposite of godly character, opposite of good soil and righteous living. Galatians 5 continues and says, Now the works of the flesh are evident. Sexual immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, fits of anger, rivalries, dissensions, divisions, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and things like these. If that wasn't enough, you can use your imagination. He says, I warn you, as I warned you before, that those who do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. Verse 22 of Galatians 5 goes on and says, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, and gentleness, self-control, Against such things there is no law, and those who belong to Christ Jesus have been crucified to the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live by the Spirit, let us also keep in step with the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking one another, envying one another. You see, as we look to this soil one final time, the parable of the soil, the parable of the sower, I ask you to consider one final time today, what character are we showing Whose characteristics are we showing? Is our character one of the flesh or one of God? What are we showing and what are we sowing? Are we so focused upon the hurts, the troubles, the persecutions, the storms around us that we have become like the hardened soil filled with rocks and have stopped growing, not yielding fruit at all and withering away? Or are we so focused upon worries, concerns of losing worldly freedoms and fleshly desires That our hearts have become hardened to the word of God and being choked out to the oxygen, the life-giving oxygen, which only he can bring. 
We need to ask for help. Ask God to help us, to move us from this soil to the good soil. Seek him first in the kingdom of God, and he'll be with you. He'll give you life. He'll give you understanding. He'll give you your needs. But consider your soil. Do people see God in you? Matthew 5, 16 says to let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father in heaven. But as we see, say, let your light shine, it's a light that is humbled. Just as Christ humbled himself and went to the cross to die for you. We are humbled just as Christ as we show his love to the world. Not so focused upon what we think we need or want. Do people see his love? Do they see his characteristics? Do they give him glory? Or do they give you glory? Is your life giving him glory? As the scripture says it should. See the fruit of the spirit that resides within every true believer. Love, joy, peace, patience, long-suffering, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Oh, I pray that your life is characterized by these things. If not, you may be in the wrong soil. Or maybe you're just struggling in that wrong soil, trying to get back to the good soil. But I tell you, it's easy to go from struggling to stay afloat to drowned and dead. We need to be alive. Ask God to help bring you to the shore and have a good receptive heart for his word. Ask him to come and tend to the field, tend to the soil, to your heart and soul. And then next... Be fruitful and share the fruit. Share the fruit, the fruit, the grain, the corn, whatever else you want to imagine is not meant to simply stay on the tree, the stalk, or the plant, the vine. It's meant to fall away and cause new growth elsewhere to feed God's people. Sow the seed, share the word of God, share Jesus, share your testimony. Share this radical, new, and different life that you have. Show people the different life you live, but explain the why and how. Tell them about Jesus. Tell them about the love, joy, peace, patience, long-suffering, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control that you have. Tell them about these things. Show them these things. But then tell them how they get this character as well. Show them Jesus. The one who thought not of his rights, privileges, or the fact that he was the son of God, but humbly laid his life down so that others might live. Yet while we were still sinners, he humbled himself to the point of death on a cross. We're called to do the same. Be humbled. Being fruitful means being humbled. As followers of Jesus, we are called to die to our rights, our wants, our desires of the flesh. As Jesus said in Luke nine twenty three, if anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. It's not always easy to let go of the things you love, but God loved us so much that he sent his son. What are we willing to give up to show others his son? What are we willing to give up to make sure we truly have the son within us? Being fruitful means loving God and loving others because he first loved you. Matthew twenty two thirty seven reminds us of the greatest commandment, which says to love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and mind. And the second greatest commandment is like it, in which it says to love others as much as you love yourselves. Some people naturally understand and hear the word of God as the Spirit naturally convicts them and leads them to him. But to others, God calls believers like you and me to be fruitful and to share your understanding. 
I think of the Ethiopian eunuch out of Acts 8, 26 to 40, who was found reading the word but did not understand it. He had great personal desire to understand, though. But it wasn't until Philip came and helped him that he understood. Philip shared the good news, shared the gospel of Jesus, shared the understanding that he had with this man, and because of it, he came to know Christ and to be baptized to show it to the world. In your life, you will meet people who are ready to receive the truth of Jesus, just like this story. But we must be ready to share what we have. Be fruitful. You never know what, if it will make a difference. So scatter tons of seed, and you might succeed. This week, tell two friends about Jesus. Start there. Start easy. Start with people you know. Tell them about the hope that you have in him. Tell them, show them what kingdom living looks like. Let's focus more on others than ourselves. Let's focus more upon God than anyone or anything else. In closing, I say that good soil requires cultivation. And a good way to cultivate the soil, the soul, is learning to rest well. As we rest well, we rest in the Lord. As Matthew eleven twenty eight tells us, to come to, to him all who are burdened and he will give you rest. Give time to look to him. Some of our lives are so busy and so full of stuff that we never actually give him the time so that we can find the rest that we need. Do not worry but rejoice for the hope that is within you. Don't allow Satan to steal away your seed. Psalm 46.10 reminds us to be still and know that I am God. And I will be exalted among the nation. I will be exalted in the earth. And finally, Philippians 4, 6 to 7 says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication. With supplication and thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Rest in him. Rest in God. Find the cultivation that you need. In resting in him. Don't allow the world to shape you. But allow God and his word. Jesus and the Holy Spirit. To shape you and the world. Be greedy for the word of God. Be greedy for Jesus. Be greedy to hear. Understand. Obey. And proclaim his word. And don't just justify the wrongs. Don't cut out the things of the word. Which are difficult. Or we don't like. Don't pick and choose what parts of the word. To believe and follow. But be in good soil good soil is a receptive heart one that hears him one that obeys him one that has kingdom living and one that is fruitful let's close in prayer and song now lord i thank you for this word that you've given us today and lord i just pray that you would help us to be sure we are in good soil lord we pray for your holy spirit to lead us to guide us and help us to understand and help us to yield to you in our everyday living May we have kingdom living. Amen.